Welcome, women, teens, and girls. It's Susan, the founder of Grayscale. I'm so happy you're here today. I have no makeup on, my hair is wet, but I feel compelled to do this podcast, part three, on relationships. How did Jesus treat women and girls? What are God's laws and United States laws? Thank you for joining me today. I also recommend if you haven't done already, please listen to part one and part two, too, and um, of this series. We're going to, I usually talk about our, go over our daily positive self-affirmations, which are on grayscale.com. Easy for you to find under daily positive self-affirmations. I believe I'm not going to go through those today because there's so much to cover and so much I feel that is so vital and important right now going on in our communities to ways to help us, each other, help you prevent harm, violence, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, trafficking, um, elder abuse, sibling abuse. I want to get to the main meat of this. And I've gone over the equality wheel. If you listen to part one, I also, everybody kind of knows what equality is, right? We all kind of know in general how people should be treated in an equal manner. The problem to me, in my belief, is in identifying the subtle and not so subtle ways that people exert power and control that is not healthy in your life and in my life. Whether it be at the grocery store with the store clerk or the manager <laughs> when you're trying to return something that wasn't good uh, at the grocery store, yes, managers exert power and control. I'm trying to use a little humor here. Or the car repair shop, auto body. How many men have tried to make women and girls feel inferior in terms of their power and control at the auto body shop, okay? Uh, I know nothing about cars. But I'm also going to focus on, there's a, in the workplace, I'm going to focus more on the intimate partner relationship. I think that's what I'm hearing from so many and feeling so many from so many women and girls here uh, listening and others and, and cries out through God's messages to me focusing on those intimate relationships whether it be marriage with your spouse whether it be your boyfriend live-in partner of course as I know and we all know there's an increase in all different kinds of living intimate partnerships aren't there lesbians gays I am not going to make any judgment on that right now. I will say that it is my belief that there is an increase today in the United States as well as around the world in same-sex relationships, intimate relationships, same-sex marriages with women and and men because of the problems of power and control, unhealthy power and control in the homes. It starts in the homes, right? And then it carries on into the workplaces and so on. If there was less unhealthy, harmful, violent power and control in the home, it is my belief that there would be less uh, sexual abuse, of course, domestic violence, um, extreme levels of unhealthy power and control such as those. And there may be more of a a comfort level in men and women to seek partners of the opposite sex. It's my belief that it is possible, and there's just varying different uh, beliefs on this. Is it due to science? Is it the Bible has d- records same-sex relationships uh, from thousands of years ago? So this is no different. And whether or not it is really increasing, maybe it's not. Um, but. There's all different dynamics going on here. So whether you are in a marriage, intimate partner, live-in relationship, just intimate partner, dating relationship, where you're not living with the person, or a boyfriend, girlfriend, and you're trying to find a nice partner or a colleague, a person, a companion in your life, no matter what age you are, you need to be aware of these issues. Um, as so many people understand. 
When we're educated, when you're educated, you will be alert to red flags in all of your relationships. I'm going to focus more on the intimate partner relationships because that is where in dating, that is where so much damage is done in my belief. We might have a special series just on workplace and other issues, of course. I, I, I hope to do that. But I'm going to be focusing with this power and control reel right now more on the intimate partner relationships, boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, same-sex relationships. It occurs in lesbian relationships and gay relationships. Unhealthy domestic violence, porn control, uh, sexual abuse, and, and much more harm. So today, we're not going to go over our daily positive affirmations. I would like you to please turn to that later. I'd like, I'd love it if you wonderful, precious women and girls would do those every day. I do the positive self-affirmations every day. I do them over coffee in the morning, and I try to do it before bed too. But I, I never miss a day during coffee while I'm waking up, doing the positive affirmations and reminding me of the needs of so many women and girls in our world to, you know, then my need to serve in a personal way God's as God's servant. So I recommend that you go to those positive self-affirmations. I'm not going to go over them today. Let's get to the power and control wheel and the test of your relationships. I'm on the website, grayscale.com. If you can go to that. If not, that's fine. Just later. If you go to free resources for women and girls, you'll see the top link is online Bible. The second link is test your relationships, the power and control wheel versus the equality wheel. That is what I'm concentrating on for this series. Below that, I'll just point out briefly, is the emergency links in the United States for women and girls. And then below that is the podcast link for this web podcast. And then below that is church directories. I recommend you get involved in church. Right now there's COVID-19 and the variant is increasing as we speak uh, in many states, including Florida where I am. So you can participate online as you are right now in interaction in women's groups, just like we are. And I just know that the Holy Spirit and God is with us right now, precious women and girls. And I pray for all of you and hear our big hugs as we continue this session. So we're going to, I'm going to just talk about, continue to talk about the relationships, testing your relationships, increasing your awareness of red flags, what to watch for in other people, but also in yourself. I have been guilty of violating many of the rules outlined in the power and control wheel. Okay? We all are. And unfortunately, it starts very early. And I hope to do a program for maybe for children because they learn it on the playground at age two, in my opinion, in daycare. I remember when our daughters were in daycare uh, and sons and boys. This behavior is learned very early. So we're going to break that cycle, right? We're, God is with us. Jesus is with us. Jesus treated women with respect and girls with respect. In the part one, I believe it was, I told the story of the woman where they wanted to throw rocks at her for her um, violations of God's law. And what did Jesus do? Did Jesus throw a rock at her? Was Jesus verbally or physically or emotionally abusive to her? No. He said, get up. He said to any of you who are sinless and without guilt, throw a rock. No one threw a rock, if you recall the Bible story. And he gave gentleness and love to that woman. This is a sample of many stories from the Bible where Jesus, and I'm giving you the equipment to use in your own relationships, the, the knowledge, the citations of the Bible itself, as well as U.S. laws that protect you and I and all women and girls, I'm giving you the Bible references because, unfortunately, that's why I'm one of the reasons why I'm doing this program. Too often, Christian people, and including in my own family, my own mother and brother, which I've referred to in parts of the series too, have claimed that they're Christian, and other people in my own family have claimed that they're Christian, 
have high values, but they're not following God's laws. They're not treating other people as Jesus treated women and girls. My, my brother is uh, guilty of domestic violence with at least two women that I know of who reached out to me, possible child abuse, and other crimes of elder abuse against my mother, there's a substantiated case. I am committed to this cause. Uh, I have seen that. God's calling me to do that because of the things that have occurred in my own life. And yes, I have made many mistakes in my own relationships, including my marriage and with my daughters, my precious husband and daughters. We all do, but we can stop this and we can be much more sensitive to the needs of ourselves and to each other. And when you build yourself up and you build your self-confidence through this knowledge, through this education, you are transformed in a positive way, become the person that God wants you to be, and you can transform others so that they can become the people that God wants them to be, more successful in all areas of their lives. Let's start with this. The, bi- the power and control wheel could also be referred to, as I say on the website, the power, anxiety, fear, corruption, shame, and slavery wheel. That's my belief. Or it could also be called the lack of freedom and bondage wheel. Now remember, the freedom, the power and control wheel comes from the wonderful folks at the DuluthModel.org. And that was started by three individuals who worked on a hotline for women and girls. The DuluthModel.org, the D-U-L-U-T-H model.org, and I'm referring it to, and there's a link to it from the grayscale.com website under Test Your Relationships. That's where I'm getting this information, so you can refer to the power and control continually to check your relationships, whether it be in your home, anywhere. We're going to focus on those in intimate relationships like marriage, I, I, I constantly test my relationship with my husband and my daughters now. And anyone, my friends, because these power and control issue, issues come up anywhere, anytime, including in women's Bible study groups, as one of my part, parts of the series also refers to, uh, between women and girls. The equality wheel could also be referred to as the freedom, love, happiness, honor, and peace of God wheel, which is equivalent to Christian and Judaic terms in the Bible and God's values, Jesus, how he treated women and girls, and how he wants men and boys to treat women and teen girls, and girls and women to treat each other. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, 2 Corinthians 3.17. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the lo- a yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1 For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. There's another Bible verse, Corinthians, that states, There is no fear in real love, ladies, women, and girls. There is no fear in real love. So if you're in a situation in your marriage or in your girlfriend-boyfriend relationship, girlfriend-girlfriend, parent-partner, I'm not going to make any judgments because I don't know, and we should all we should all hold back on judgment, in my opinion, because so many young girls and young men have been subject to sexual abuse, violence, domestic violence. There may be various different reasons why they're feeling more comfortable with same-sex relationships. I just want to... Make a note of that. And please, we should all pray about what's happening in our society to help each other and not be just as judgmental at all. As Jesus was. Jesus was not judgmental of people, no matter what their relationships. Of course, there were gay and lesbian relationships back then. Was he harmful in judgment? Did he judge them harshly? Like the woman that he... He said, now leave and go in freedom. That is how he treats women and men. Live as as God, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. These are all Bible verses that you can refer to if you're living with a Christian man, a man who says he's Christian, goes to church, goes to men's Bible study, 
you know, as active as a leader, perhaps even as an elder or board, or as uh, the president of a university. I won't name any names. There's current news, of course, in the press on one particular president of a well-known Christian university who was not following God's laws and his wife as well. Uh, well, there it happens everywhere: synagogues, anywhere, Christian churches organizations, Christian churches, of course, in the Catholic Church, the priest situation, the violence, the child abuse, and other crimes committed against people. So these are all Bible verses that you can refer to in your relationships with your spouse, with your living partner, with your boyfriend, with your girlfriend, any intimate partner, which I'm going to focus on in this series. Uh, the next Bible verse, if a man has recently married, he must not be sent to war or have any other duty laid on him for one year. He is to be free to stay at home and bring happiness, happiness to the wife he has married. Deuteronomy 24 or 5. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. 1 John 4.18 These are all on grayscale.com under free resources and the test your relationships power and control versus the equality wheel section. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, ladies, women and girls. And men and boys. John 8.32 For the Jews it was a time of happiness and joy, gladness and honor. Honor! Esther 8.16 There's no honor in relationships where there's unhealthy power and control as per the wheel, the Duluth model as per God's laws, commandments in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, and U.S. laws, U.S. laws based on Christian and Judaic values, which I've also gone over in one of the parts of this series. Last Bible verse for today, or now, that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Let's repeat that last one. That the creation itself will be set free from its bondage. Men and women, both men and women, are in bondage when they're in unhealthy relationships that have unhealthy, violent levels of power and control, whether it be emotional, mental, or physical, sexual. They're in bondage. That's just not the women and men. In my belief, and I hope you agree, the men are also, and the boys are in bondage to corruption. And that's what Romans 8.21 says, and the Bible, and in many other places. And let's obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Amen continuing section of that Bible verse, Romans 8.21. The, the power and control wheel is based on God's laws and commandments, as stated in the Old Testament of the Bible and the New Testament of the Bible, as well as Jesus' life's teachings on earth over 2,000 years ago in the New Testament. The laws of the United States Justice.gov. Millions of Christians and Jews do not have awareness of these issues and are not informed. I pray together with you today, whether you are in, if you are in a safe home and you are in a relationship, whether it be marriage, girlfriend, boyfriend, live-in partner, whatever your relationship is, I pray that you grow with the Lord through this learning and increased awareness and that you stay alert, stay alert, just like the guard um, in a lighthouse stays alert watching over planes that are flying at the airport, uh, who's in danger, or the lighthouse overlooking the boats in the bay or the ocean. The, the person in charge of that is staying alert for danger, red flags, people where there, people might be in harm and in danger of sharks or whatever. In our own homes, we need to stay alert, on guard, on watch. I'm not saying not to have fun and relax. I'm not saying in certain situations, including in the bedroom. Let's, I'm talking real here. That's the title of this series. In the bedroom, it's fun to play power and game 
control games a little bit. As long as they're safe, it's okay to say, hey, take control of me. Oh, I'm, you know, in rapture, sexual desire in a marriage, in an intimate relationship. Let's be real, most people are having intimate relationships outside their marriage, right? You know, it's okay to, but what, 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 when are you able to do that most and when it's healthy is when you feel safe, right? Ladies, women, girls, as well as the men and boys, when you feel safe in your relationship where you know that person's not going to be emotionally or mentally abusing you or using subtle or not so subtle inferences, belittling you, making fun of you, that's when you can let your guard down, right? Whether it be in the bedroom or in the other parts of the home where it's healthy, in the kitchen playing. When you're doing your chores, when you're cleaning up, when you're making meals, hopefully together sometimes. Um, other things like that I do with that are fun. You'll have a better sex life, which is so fascinating to me. And sex is a basic human need, of course, in the hierarchy of needs, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Sex is a basic human need. Even Napoleon Hill, who was a very uh, conservative Christian, many of you know, dear little old Napoleon Hill admitted sex is an is a is an essential basic need in our hierarchy of needs. That was kind of his voice. Like food and water, uh, we have to make sure we stay safe during sex and we have safe sex in different relationships and if we have to with ourselves and whatever your situation is if you haven't found a special person in your life partner as a sexual partner but unfortunately men and intimate partners I'm going to refer to just intimate partners they use sex as a power and control wheel don't they they know because it's a basic human need like food and water very often men sexual partners women and girls will use sex as a unhealthy violent tool in a sense to gain more power and control and that is at the top of the power and control wheel of the domestic abuse intervention programs uh, which is the source of these wheels and have been used for 30 years, by the way, and are also referred to by governmental authorized agencies of the U.S. Department of Justice on justice.gov, as well as the Office, uh, the Office for Prevention, Office on Violence Against Women, OVW, Department of Justice. The original founders of the domestic abuse intervention program was Ellen Pence, a woman, Michael Paymar, and Coral McDonald. That looks like a woman as well, who were hearing stories just as I did when I was working on a hotline during law school, heart-wrenching stories by women and girls who were being battered, and maybe not physically, but also emotional and mental, because that is the first very often the first way and hardest uh, unhealthy porn control tactic used by various intimate partners to gain control, unhealthy levels of control, and sometimes resulting, of course, to extreme physical violence and so on. Of course, please refer to if you have a friend or yourself needs emergency resources like shelter, for temporary stays as well as semi-permanent there are resources on the website grayscale.com under free resources emergency links including the Department of Justice and other links as well as you can also always I want to remind you and your friends and family members that they can also of course go to a safe friend home of course keep that confidential private or other family members home, a church friend, other trusted family member or friend home or co-workers home for a temporary stay. Often that can be very effective according to uh, the research done under the Duluth model as well as the U.S. Department of Justice and other resources agencies in my research that can be very effective just a temporary 
leave if you have children taking yourself and your children to protect your mind body physical body and spirit from the unhealthy circumstance Uh, a brief vacation shall we call it that can be very effective um, to stop and alter the unhealthy power and control behavior of a spouse or intimate partner or other person in your life or your friend's life or family member's life. It doesn't have to be permanent and the resources are also, I should say, are semi-permanent. This is such a ubiquitous, in other words, ever-present, increasingly growing problem in the United States and around the world, especially right now, and that's another reason why I'm doing this program, because of COVID-19, because of the the recent variants, the Delta variant, and so on. And we don't know, you and I, nobody knows when this, these viruses and threats are going to stop, right? So people are what? More in their homes. And domestic violence, sexual abuse, uh, sexual abuse, um, and other forms of abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse, even not whether, and, and of course, physical abuse, violence has increased since there are statistics on the news as a citation. I don't have them right in front of you, but they're easy to find on a Google search. The, the statistics are increasing in an alarming way due to more and more people staying home, working out of the home, whether it be the man, woman, or both, and with children or no children, whatever the situation is, there's an increase in domestic violence. So that is another reason why this is so urgent, right, girls and women? To spread this word and stop this by being more aware and educated about these issues. So we're going to turn to the power and control reel right now. You can reference it on the DuluthModel.org and the Grayscale.website link under Test Your Relationship. Uh, we went over last part, part two, using intimidation. Uh, intimate partners frequently will make a woman or a girl feel afraid by using looks, actions, and gestures. Have you been subject to that at all? Well, I have. <laughs> In my home, family life, growing up, by my brother, he would do that to me. He, I was afraid of him for a long time. I've also been afraid of my husband sometimes. We all are. Um, and with my mother, People, especially in the Christian community, unfortunately, Christians will use their Christian faith as an excuse for these types of behavior. That's what I'm seeing or feeling. That is my belief. You maybe disagree, but I think that they often will use Christian principles or what they call as principles of submission to make, to justify their behavior using intimidation, making a woman or man feel afraid by using looks, actions, and gestures. Um, Men are also, of course, subject to that by their own mothers in their own homes and boys, and they talk about that too. But right now, I'm trying to help you as a woman and girl so you can help men and boys too in your life because they go through this, including very often the men who are batterers, according to the DuluthModel.org and governmental agencies and so on and the laws, The men themselves were abused in their homes by their mothers, okay? Very often, if you're in a relationship or you have friends or coworkers that are in a relationship, the men or intimate partners that they're involved with were abused. And that's where they learned the behavior, right? They learned it in their own home. And they thought that was, quote, healthy. That is not healthy. That is not a healthy. Or they thought this is the what happens in all families. No. No. We need to stop that inaccurate belief system and value system. No, no. This doesn't have to. We don't have to accept this in families. There should be a family protection center and, and system. And that is what I am working on right now. A family protection system. It starts in the home. Boys, men, learn this behavior from their own fathers and from their own mothers even who used physical violence to punish them, threats, making them afraid through looks, actions, and gestures, smashing things, using intimidation, I'm on that section, destroying property, 
destroying your favorite dresses, your favorite jewelry, things that they know you value, ladies and women, girls, abusing pets. Oh my gosh, that is supposedly a very common way. Why do you think SPCA is filled with abused pets? And that's increasing due to COVID-19 right now and the variant because people are under financial stress for whatever reason, perhaps. They can't afford to take care of their pets. They can't afford to, to properly uh, function in their homes. They're, they don't, they're feeling hopeless. They're letting Satan take control and put them into darkness because of lack of self-worth and other confidence, lack of self-confidence issues, which we've talked about and we will continue to talk about. So they're abusing their own pets not only their own family members, displaying weapons, guns. Guns, yes, are fine for hunting animals in a legally authorized manner in the United States as per the U.S. Constitution. Not harming people, (laughs) not threatening people with their weapons, knives. Anything can be used as a weapon. A pen can be used as a weapon, right? Anything. Men have used pens and other non-gun objects for rape and other offenses against women and others. Using emotional abuse is the next one. Looks, actions, and gestures are very common. It's a very unsettled. I want to go back to that using intimidation tactics. Uh, 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 um, Subtle, I should say, not unsettled. Subtle behavior is very, is the most uh, dangerous type of behavior in my opinion, because it escalates. If that's allowed, then it escalates so often. Looks, actions, gestures. Please be alert to that in people. They're nonverbal looks, actions, and gestures. It's not only always what they say, it's what they, how they look. And I was a major in communications class with a PhD, a wonderful professor. I learned a lot about this in communications. As a minor, I'm sorry, with my business major in college. Using emotional abuse, putting you down. Have you put been put down, women and teen girls? Yes, all of us have, right, at one time or another. Making you feel bad about yourself. Calling you names. I remember being called names on the playground, which, you know, made fun of. In dating, it's very common for men Nowadays, I have seen and heard about from friends, girlfriends who are divorced, widowed, or just dating younger women, the man will say things like, why do you always do that? Hmm. Why do you always do that? Why do you wear, why are you wearing that outfit? Um, oh, here's another one. Why, well, these are some of the things I've heard including from my own daughters, the one that's still dating. And I I just, I give her the red light sign, red light. I don't like that guy. So she moves on. I'm so proud of her, her her older daughter. Um, She, uh, there's other women who've described behavior like, "Um, well, I, 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 um, I, it's okay if, if women are that I'm dating are a little overweight. What is that man really saying, or the spouse? Or the, It's okay if you're a little overweight. He's saying that you're overweight, right? You have to just be careful of those things. You know, there's a subtle message there, and so many uh, statements, verbal statements, made by intimate partners or people who you're dating or married to. You know, it occurs in the workplace, of course, all over the place, right? But we're sticking to, right now, mostly intimate relationships as well as dating. Uh, calling names. Um, I was being, I've been called a, a dumb blonde at a party by a man drinking too much beer. <laughs> you know, uh, making her think she's crazy. Oh, that's one of the most common tactics used, isn't it? Making you feel like you're over-emotional, overly emotional. Oh, oh, here you go again. Oh my God, you're crying again. Or you're, oh, you're making too big a deal about this. Just relax. Be cool, man. Be cool. Have you heard any of these things? 
in home at your home growing up or in your marriage or in your workplace as i say i am a ceo in the workplace and i've worked in as an entrepreneur in a male dominated workplace for years so yep that happens all over the place um playing mind games what 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 mind games i'm sure you ladies and and women teen girls precious friends girlfriends sisters in christ and new sisters in christ i'm sure you've encountered this humiliating you making you feel guilty bringing up things making things up to make you feel guilty um shaming in front of the children why didn't you do this what what why didn't you do it this way why don't you clean up like this why don't you do why don't you get them into bed on time why don't you uh why are you always oh or making you feel like you're you're improperly acting with other men and boys where there's no need to be jealous shaming you humiliating you because you're talking to a man or boy uh and they they feel insecure the man or a person that you're with they they try to make you feel guilty for your behavior when you weren't doing anything wrong you were just acting in a kind and friendly way in a god honoring way you were you know there was nothing to be that would be you could be guilty of in terms of god's laws or us laws using isolation controlling what you do controlling what you see controlling what you talk to who you talk to what you read where you go limiting your outside involvement using jealousy to justify actions like i talked about um that is a common tactic with boyfriends who do not feel good about themselves ladies and girls stay away from these men they don't need you know you can find a good man who feels more self-worth who has greater confidence who likes himself loves himself this is all stemming from a lack of self-worth and self-love in this person and they can get help and you might need a temporary vacation quote stay away from them oh, uh distancing from this person even and then while they seek help while they i would like to see more programs right now with the duluth model they say that they're so booked with programs for men and boys they don't even have any room maybe uh, i'll be able to make some kind of program helping men and boys because that's a lot of times where this stems from including women and girls by the way I'll never forget I have to share a quick a personal story I will never forget this alarming story my two daughters and when they were in high school and husband went for a jog run around our lovely country neighborhood Christian neighborhood all most of them were all 99% Christian big church we went to mega church uh one of the families in the mega church christian their son was having a get together in the backyard i think it was a friday or saturday night i stayed at home while my husband and precious husband and precious daughters went for a run well my precious daughters wanted to play a little joke on my husband and run a little bit further show him see how we're faster than you are dad well he didn't like that but he let them have their fun and laugh at him and play you know it's good healthy fun see dad we're still faster than you even though you try what happened was while they were separated one of the christian boy teenagers started to say abominable sexual jokes and inferences and yell them out from his back deck of their country big house in our neighborhood with and in front of other boys and girls teenage girls what did those teenage girls do they succumbed to the pressure that they thought was pressure and laughed together with those boys while they that boy was making sexual uh attacks and on my youngest daughter and older daughter they came home and told me about this and i reported it to the parents first and said your sons your son was saying this to our daughters yelling this out that is assault verbal assault and could escalate to physical violence domestic violence sexual abuse i feel 
my daughters were harmed. This has gone on for years I've seen this. In my own supposedly safe, low-crime neighborhood, this goes on everywhere. At parties, Christian parties, Christian bonfires, Christian volunteer events. The parents, and the mother in particular, denied the behavior. That is what is most disturbing to me. The woman, the mother, who I had been in Bible study with and in events in the Christian megachurch, she denied it. She was the one that was the strongest. What did the father do? He was the one that stood up and said, I apologize to you and your husband and your daughters and took the stance and said, here's what I'm going to do for to ensure consequences to my son that he never does that again. He was the one that took the proactive action. And ladies, women and girls, it starts with us. If I hadn't made that call to those parents, if I had been afraid and said, oh, just forget it, that's how men and boys act. No, no, that's not how Jesus treated women and girls. That is not. The father, ironically, was the one that stood up and said, yeah, I'm going to make my, here's the consequences. We're going to ground my our son for a week or I don't know, I can't remember what it was. He's not allowed to have go anywhere and have any social events. He's going to experience consequences. The mother didn't want to do anything. And that is what's so disturbing to me. Okay, let's keep going. We need to start taking action and being strong and not being afraid. Not having a fear to protect our daughters, our sons, uh, and our own families, including ourselves. It all starts in the home. We need to work together in unity to eliminate these unhealthy power and control uh, issues and behaviors in the home and in our neighborhoods. The next one is minimizing, denying, and blaming. What did that daughter, what did the mother of those, that son do in my own neighborhood? Back to that story, she minimized, denied it. She even, I think, she even tried to blame, <laughs> uh, trying to make light of the abuse. Here it is, making light of the abuse in the power and control and not taking her concerns about it seriously. She didn't want to take my concerns about it seriously, did she, ladies, women and girls? She wanted to deny it, minimize it. The father, ironically, was the one who stood up and said, no, we're going to ensure consequences. Saying the abuse didn't happen, that's exactly what that mother did. I find some of the worst ones are the mothers who try to protect the sons. So the behavior continues, and then their sons, what do they do? They abuse the, their, their wives and their girlfriends on their dating scenes and in their own homes when they get married and in their intimate partnerships. The mothers protect it. I see it in my own family. I just realized it as an example. My own mother what has been for 30-plus years since the death of my father when I was in law school. She has enabled my brother in his domestic abuse and his sexual violence against women, which they told me. And I don't know how many other women have encountered that. He's been held accountable. He's now being held accountable for elder abuse. But because of fear, my own blood mother was so afraid of him, six foot two, he and his verbal and emotional abuse to her, mental abuse, psychological control. There's now substantiated elder abuse, which I've referred to, I know. She has denied that, and she's been an enabler to him. So my brother, my own blood brother, who I'm seeking justice about, he has been enabled by my own blood mother for 30-plus years in committing domestic violence and sexual abuse against two women that I know of, and I'm sure there's many more, including possibly underage. She's giving him the financial resources, letting him uh, present himself as a multimillionaire to lure these women in so that he can domestically violate their human rights as per U.S. laws, Department of Justice, and God's laws as per Old Testament, New Testament. And I've told you in another part too, I think, he is one of the biggest people who, who proclaimed he was a Christian and sang in a Christian band. And my mother proclaimed Christian and worked and volunteered in the church. So this is happening in churches and families, Christian families all over, and Judaic Jewish families all over, United States, everywhere. We need to stop this, right? It starts with you and I. Education, knowledge, self-awareness, and taking action. 
to protect ourselves, our children, our families, and our friends and, and our coworkers. Saying the abuse didn't happen. Shifting responsibility for abusive behavior. Isn't that rampant? Isn't that happen all over the place? Saying that, that, uh, that the person being abused caused it. How many women and girls are blamed? Oh, you, 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 you caused me to do this. You caused me to call you names and uh, emotionally, verbally abuse you, do those things. You caused it. You're, you're to blame. You started it. You started the yelling or the whatever it was. Or because you did this and that. You just got, got me angry, man. How many excuses can, do you want to put up with? How many excuses should women and men and, and girls put up with? Men and boys too. Jesus did not want this. Just that Jesus doesn't want us to live like this. God sent Jesus to show us how we are supposed to treat each other. No, you cannot. You should not accept the blame for, for emotional, mental, psychological behavior that's unhealthy as per the power and control wheel. Test your relationships continually. If you're on a date, test your relationship. What did he say? Why did that make me feel uncomfortable? My one daughter said that. That made me feel uncomfortable, Mom. What do you think of that? Tell people. Tell your girlfriends. Tell your trusted girls. Educate them so that they can say, oh, that looks like it's violating this section hmm, of the power and control wheel. I think maybe stay away from him. He doesn't seem like a winner. He seems like somebody to <laughs> pass on. There's another man. There's another boy to be have as a spouse or boyfriend or, you know, girlfriend or whatever. You know, pass it on. There's There's many fish in the sea, as it said. Many people who have healthy behavior, who, who know and love themselves, so they don't want to do this. They don't want to hurt people, blame people for abusive behavior, and then where it escalates to physical violence and sexual violence. I can't tell you how much hor- how many horrible things these two women, a, a former fiancé and then a former fiancé and mother of his children, of my own blood brother, they, they described horrible sexual abuse. You have, can control this and stop this. In your own homes, in your co-working, your friends, you can help them as well as yourselves, of course. There's so many resources out there to help you, including right now what we're going through. Frequently, the batter or perpetrator or person who's using unhealthy power and control, the next section is they'll use children. They'll make the woman or girl feel guilty about the children. Oh, you're not taking care of them. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. They'll try to change the power and control dynamics. It starts with all these other behaviors. Then so often it escalates to physical violence and sexual violence. They'll use the children to relay messages. They'll slander the woman. They'll say bad things about the woman to the children. They'll, they'll uh, slander. They'll say terrible things. My mother and brother slandered me to my entire family. They said horrible things about me as well as my entire family. Why? So that they could isolate. My brother started this so he could isolate my mother in order to commit what? Elder abuse. Because if they didn't isolate her, if he didn't isolate my mother from the entire family, what would happen? She could share things with the family, the other um uncles, aunts, cousins. She could tell where she lived. I, I couldn't find out even where he was they were living he would hide her her residence from me for years only recently did i find out where she lived these are all common tactics in the power and control wheel now it all makes sense to me what he's been doing for 30 years i wish i had known all this 30 years ago immediately when my father passed away and he took control of my mother this is happening everywhere to women by spouses by sons family members who try to commit elder abuse and do commit elder abuse, domestic violence over their spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends. Isolation is a common tactic, which we talked about. Slandering uh, a person. He slandered me, as I said, to the entire family in order to isolate me, have no one to talk to, so they wouldn't tell me where she lives, so that she could never see her grandchildren. She's... (laughs) It's just abominable what goes on. And I, these are personal experiences and I'm seeking justice for and I'm, I'm successful. Government is pursuing this on my behalf. Praise the Lord. Thank, thank God.
Lord Jesus. The Lord is with you. You can enforce and feel strong and enforce your legal rights and God's laws and God's wishes for you in your life, as I am doing. It's in God's time. You have to leave it in God's but you, uh, timing. Trust in God. Have faith. Believe in His timing. It may not happen overnight. It's taking a long time for me, and it may take longer for you, but you need to take action to protect your physical body, your emotional and mental, whether it be temporary or permanently or semi-permanently with the resources or friends and so on. So beware. Do not let people slander you, including don't let them slander you to your own children and so that they turn away from you if you have children or if you when you get married. That is a common tactic used by batterers, people who abuse people, who exert unhealthy power and control. And abuse, remember, is emotional and mental abuse, psychological abuse to make you feel bad about yourself. And using children is a common tactic where they say bad things to the daughters and sons, your daughters and sons, to get control over you even further, to alienate you from your own children your own family members, uncles, aunts, cousins, so that you're isolated. That's how they gain more unhealthy power and control over you or your friends or family members, co-workers. Using visitation to harass you if you've been, if you are separated from your spouse or boyfriend or that you have children with, they'll use visitation rights with the children to harass a woman or a girl. Common tactic. I'm under the using children section of the power and control wheel. Threatening to take the children away. That's a common tactic as well, of course, that's used by people who are violating the law, really. Are, you know, and unfortunately, we have to seek courts, the justice system, and they're slow. And they are also boggled down and understaffed, especially due to COVID-19 and now the new Delta variant and anything else that may come up in our in our communities, viruses and other things that are challenges. So when there are more challenges in our society, these unhealthy power and control behavior tactics are are they increase and are escalated in our communities. Using male privilege, very common, right? And that is that is the number one thing that many Christian men and boys use. Well, the Bible says that the man is the king. The man is the is, is the woman must submit to the man. No, not when it is unhealthy and not equal behavior, like Jesus treated women and girls. No, not when it is violating God's laws and commandments and United States of America laws as per the Justice Department. No, you are given the tools now. You can protect yourselves. You can protect your help, your friends, family members, your daughters, your sons learn better behavior. Your daughters learn better behavior. You can be empowered yourself. It all starts with you, and that's what this is all about. Dear precious girlfriends, ladies, women and teen girls, treating you like a servant, treating the woman or girl like a servant. That's your job. You make the meals. You clean the clothes. You do this. You you, uh, you do the grocery shopping. You do that. I'm not saying any of that is wrong. If, if there has to be an equal distribution or close to equal distribution. And like I mentioned, an one of the positive affirmations and in previous parts of this series a woman's meal preparation, child care, home care, home cleaning all of these activities are, have are worth tremendous value monetary value that is one of the positive affirmations I would love for you to do as I said that, are every, that you can do every day in the daily positive affirmations I myself need to be reminded of that. I, my husband doesn't like to cook. I cook mostly. I love to cook, so that's my, you know, my role. It always has been, but he does the grocery shopping most of the time. So um, I do the laundry. I do the house cleaning when I don't have some help. I do like cleaning my own home. I like the way it looks when I clean my own home, and my bin is too much work to have a maid come right now. So. 
And, you know, I just, I like to use my money for other fun things like entertainment that I would spend on a maid and so on. You know, whatever your situation is, whatever your economic situation. And by the way, this these, these unhealthy power and control tactics happen in the wealthiest of homes, those celebrity homes, and the poorest homes, communities, families that are the poorest and below poverty level, don't they? They happen in the richest, most wealthiest homes, billionaires' homes, billionaire families. Just to give you an example, look at um, Paris Hilton in the news. She's a public figure, so I can say her name. There's pictures of her with with bruises on her arms from her past relationships with boyfriends or relationship with boyfriend. Now, praise God, she has found someone it looks like that is not using unhealthy power and control, I pray and hope, as I pray for all of you. I mean, look at, she's a Hilton. She comes from the Hilton family that started the Hilton chains of luxury resort hotels, right? Most of you know. And look at uh, Britney Spears, who's in the news right now. Sometimes I'll bring up uh, public news. She is definitely has been in a power and control abusive relationship, starting with her father, who, from what I read, he exerted power and control over her, took pictures of her semi-nude when she was a girl, sexualizing her, then taking control over her business and monetary resources, and so on. So now she's had a lot of emotional, of course, psychological issues she's in a power and control relationship she's trying to fight through the court system I don't agree with and there's always two sides to the story I don't agree with some of the things she's doing right now like posing semi-nude I mean she's giving in my opinion more power and control over people over her uh, over herself to people who are predators looking at her two million plus likes on her latest semi-nude photo she doesn't understand in my belief this power and control wheel okay yeah it's good that you hired and you're able to hire your own separate attorney but you're still exhibiting and giving away your power and control by giving away free intimate semi-nude nude pictures of yourself like so many women do in our society they're giving power and control over to men and they just with the likes and the comments they just feed that the men and the boys and women even included and girls in my opinion this is my belief you're entitled to your own opinion but i think there you save that for special people you save those special photos of yourself you save that special holy temple your body breasts and vagina and private areas of your body for your intimate partners Um, yes, I wear a bikini at the beach and the pool, but you know, you have to be careful. We have to be careful because this all stems to how God wants us to be treated. Who are you attracting when you're, who is, who does Britney Spears or Paris Hilton who liked that semi-nude photo today? Oh, that's hot. You're giving, she's, they're all promoting nudity that's giving more power and control over to your viewers. Yes, it's great to be in shape, and I really try to stay in shape, and you know, but we're all beautiful, no matter what shape and size and color and background. Right, ladies and girls? It's just giving more ability for men, boys, women, and girls to judge, to make comments, and 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 honor, honor disrespect. It's attracting disrespect, dishonor. That's not just what Jesus wants. And I think Hilton and Britney Spears grew up Christian. Uh, another, there's so many Christian celebrity women who talk about the domestic violence and sexual violence that they've encountered. This is a big problem in Christianity, in the Christian communities, in Christian homes, Christian churches, everywhere. And it can be documented over and over again in our news. Even with the wealthiest of families and homes, it happens. So using male privilege, we were on that section of the power and control wheel, treating her like a servant, making all the big decisions, financial decisions, of course, mostly. Who has the money? Who has the power over the money? That's the person with 
the majority of control. That needs to be shared. That those mon- monetary decisions need to be shared in a meeting, just like a comp- company does in a board meeting. When I meet with coworkers and my spouse as well, we meet as equals to talk about our finances and make plans and pay bills and, okay, what is this? How do we want to spend this money? Is this a correct bill? This should all be together, I believe, in front of the computer at a desk where you're sitting as equals over the financial decisions, whether they be monthly bills, 